Extend Wilson. Extend Wilson. Extend Wilson. What will the Cubs catching core look like in 2022? And can they break a record they set a season ago? I explain next. Happy Monday. Locked on Cubs coming at you. You are locked on Cubs. Your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. I hope your weekend was sensational. I'm Andrew Bellison. Welcome in to Locked On Cubs, a podcast dedicated to baseball, mainly the Chicago Cubs, your favorite team. This podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Great to have you with us here today. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Cubs your first listen of the day. I mean it. Honest to goodness, it means the world to me. If I could personally thank each and every person who downloads this podcast or watches it on YouTube, I would do that. I'll do it here instead. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. This episode brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need. And it can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Happy Monday to you. Please engage with us on social media. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. The show appreciates it. At Chicago Cubs PA on Twitter for myself. At Locked on Cubs on Twitter for the show. Seriously, guys, makes it more fun. Love to banter with you. Love to talk with you. Respect each other's opinion but let's have some fun. Great, great stuff. We're going to hop right in on a lockout Monday. Yes, the lockout rolls on. No news, good news, maybe. We'll dive into that later this week. But today, our ballpark food tour rolls on as we almost crack the top 10 here today. Uh, I gave you our ultimate Cubs lineup last week, which is if you had to win one ball game, who you got out there playing for you. Well, today, how about our single season dream team? I'll introduce this and explain later on. But first, we continue our look around the Cubs 2022 potential roster and uh, dive into their catching core today. We looked at their bullpen and their starting rotation last week. Cubs catching outlook. Here's, Here's something you may not have known. They set a record in 2021. That's right, a team record by using nine backstops, nine catchers throughout the season. Let me go through them for you. Wilson Contreras, Austin Romine, P.J. Higgins, Tony Walters, Jose Lobatone is five, Robinson Chirinos, Taylor Gushu, Eric Castillo, and Tyler Payne. Ouch. That is a record that we hope to not see broken. And they're off to the right start, bringing Jan Gomes in as a wonderful supplement to Wilson Contreras, two-time All-Star, who we need to extend. Jed and company, lock him up, keep him here. Go through some of those guys that saw some time last year just to refresh your memory. Maybe you don't want to go down this path, but we'll do it anyways. 
Austin Romine signed last offseason to be a vet backup, had a knee injury in spring training, wrist injury early in the year, limited to only 28 games, so was essentially a non-factor. Robinson Chirinos brought a little bit of stability. He'll turn 38 next year, however, um, and it was likely that just with the wear and tear and the age, probably not on the top of the list, especially considering Jan Gomes was available and and eager to come to Chicago, that that he would be back. Uh, Higgins, 28 years old, older catcher to make his major league debut, made it in May, turned a lot of heads in the organization over the last few years, no doubt about it. I'm sure you've heard his name floated around several times over the last few seasons. Um, elbow injury shut him down midsummer, uh, sometime in June, I want to say, missed the rest of the year. Depending on recovery, throw his name in the mix for catching core. Could be part of the picture in 2022. Castillo and Payne, both 28 years old, promoted in the final week of the year, under team control for next year. So you see this plethora of guys who you know you may not see at the big league level, depending on what does happen with Wilson um, here the rest of this offseason. You might ask yourself, and I did the same, what is going on with top prospect Miguel Amaya, who is their top catching prospect? Um, he lost. The 2020 season, minor leagues didn't play because of the COVID issue. He missed most of last year as well because he had some personal health issues with his elbow. So he did have Tommy John surgery on the elbow. Uh, He's really not an option to surprise in spring training anymore um, and earn the right to back up Contreras because of the move made for Gomes, provided Contreras is extended and here he's under team control for next year so he'll be here next year but extend him beyond that please uh still it was a long shot for him to back up you know on the major league roster even prior to the surgery um both jed hoyer and david ross obviously former catcher have been very open about not wanting to repeat last season's situation you know, where they ended up needing six different or nine different backstops uh, to go throughout the year. So the rush, there is no rush on Amaya. Get him healthy, get him fully rehabbed. And and listen, you've got two sensational veteran catchers now, in my opinion, um, on this roster. Cubs realized they had a problem. And that problem was, shoot, we ran through catchers last year like nobody's business. Wilson took a pounding back there, had some leg issues the last several years because of the innings that he's caught behind the plate. So what are we going to do to combat this? And they were super proactive. They did right away. Free agent market, go after Jan Gomes, bring him in on a two-year, uh, six-and-a-half or $13 million deal overall, six and a half a year if, if, if it's equal over, over the two years. So Carter Hawkins, great job. I love this, bringing in Gomes um, to hopefully compliment Wilson for at least a couple years. Jan Gomes signing was made to give Contreras as much rest as possible, but it still gives David Ross a fantastic bench option for a high-quality backup. Honest to goodness, I think this is one of the better catching core in the National League. you got a two-time All-Star in Wilson Contreras, and you got Jan Gomes, who is a MLB veteran, above-average defensively, and is still going to hit the ball a little bit. I love this one-two tandem. The Cubs are going to give Contreras significant rest to hopefully avoid 
the nagging leg injuries that he has dealt with over the last several years and keep him stronger and healthier longer into the season so he can in turn then be more productive on the offensive end. Plain and simple. Cubs need his bat. Cubs need him to be healthy. And they also need him behind the plate as much as possible within reason. You have to assume the designated hitter as part of this new collective bargaining agreement is going to creep its way into the National League. Like it or not, here it comes. Um, Contreras' ability to handle and play first base makes the Jan Gomes move make even more sense. Um, In a best-case scenario, Gomes hits at a league average rate or better what he's done the last several years continues to be a top tier defender behind the plate, which we have no reason to believe that he can't do that and maybe catch 70, 75, 80 plus games. Let Contreras catch the remainder 120, 125 ish, maybe less play a ton of first base, play some designated hitter too, if that makes its way in and also getting regular rest in the meantime, I think that maybe at that point you could say Wilson goes from an above average hitting catcher to a plus plus bat overall while still giving you a ton of innings behind the plate because you love that hose of an arm he's got, but he's not losing ABs at a first base slash DH role. I love this. This all hinges, however, this great plan that I've just painted for you on the ability for the Cubs and Contreras' camp to work out an extension. Now, he's under contract for next year. We said that. He is your catcher. But please make this happen. I mean, the one-two punch of, of Contreras and Gomes moving forward is just something that excites the heck out of me. I love having a, a manager who is a catcher who can continue to mentor Wilson as he enters and stays in the prime of his career Couple that with the veteran leadership of Gomes. I mean, this catcher's room with David in it. I mean, what a what a wealth of knowledge. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in there and let them listen to their game plans, both defensively and and otherwise. Um, one of the better one-two tandems in the league with Contreras and Gomes, in my opinion. And I, I hope that stays intact. I'm excited to watch them both. And I do. I love the idea of having Wilson free up some time from behind the plate, keep him fresh into July, August, and September, but still get his ABs, whether at first base or probably a designated hitter, if that is implemented um, in the National League. So we'll see how this plays out, but I really hope that Wilson is not dealt. He needs to be in a Cubs uniform next year and extended beyond 2022, period. All this catching talk got you a little hangry? Me too. Our ballpark food tour rolls on next. Before we hit that, I want to talk to you a little bit about Direct TV. Let me ask you if this sounds familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch the game. You've got another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all that other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And it's a great way to finally get your TV sitch put together. 
It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, and your favorite shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more today. Visit directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Locked on Cubs rolls on right after this. Welcome back to Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Andrew Bellison at Chicago Cubs PA. This is Locked On Cubs, a podcast dedicated to your favorite team, all Cubs news and action all the time, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please engage with us socially at Chicago Cubs PA, at Locked On Cubs on Twitter. We love to hear from you. We love to talk with you, and we love that you're here with us this morning. Whether you're on your way to work, at home, waiting to go to school, maybe you took today off. If you did, congrats. Happy Monday at home. I want to thank you for making us your first listen each and every morning. Honestly, I can't tell you how much it means to me. So we've been doing this several-part segment over the last week or so, and I'm a foodie at heart, so I've had a ton of fun with it. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. We're ranking each stadium from worst to first in terms of food options and concession options. Also highlighting each ballpark's best dishes. Um, Almost cracking the top 10 here. So our list rolls on. We head to the Deep South, number 13 on our list. 13th best of all 30 ballparks in food overall is Minute Maid Park and the Houston Astros. And you think Texas, what's the first thing that comes to mind food-wise? Barbecue. Texas Smoke, Section 306, brisket. They're legendary for it there. That's the best food option at Minute Maid Park. It's a legit setup. Uh, Celebrity chef and Texas Smoke owner Brian Caswell is a huge Astros fan. Texas Smoke right inside the ballpark. Local flavor. And unlike Kansas City, Houston highlights their strength. It's barbecue. Makes sense, right? The Astros actually have an overall really solid concession option, uh, you know, top to bottom, including barbecue stuff, baked potatoes from the butcher, a Shake Shack in center field. But the crown jewels, Texas smoke, you're in Texas, brisket it is. We roll on to number 12. Let's bring it home. Wrigley Field, crack the top third almost pretty darn good right i mean listen it's chicago what are you thinking of chicago style hot dogs maybe a big burger right you gotta go with the classic italian beef and if you're in chicago at wrigley field the beef you're gonna get is bona beef you can get that dog like i said and i'm i'm Again, we don't eat meat in this house. I am a huge fan of a of a splurge on a veggie dog, Chicago style, poppy seed bun, relish, celery salt is a must. But best concession offering at Wrigley, how about a bone of beef? Hey, don't forget the stuffed pizza, right? Can't go wrong with that. I it's tops on my list. Cubby's faithful know the city's real signature dish is a good Italian beef. Whether you like it with hot peppers, sweet peppers, maybe both, Bona does it right. 
we can fight over who has the best beef. Maybe you're an Owls fan. Maybe you're a fan of something else. But at Wrigley, it's Bona, and it ain't bad. Cruising to number 11 on the list, almost to the top 10. 11th best food overall. This might surprise you a little bit. Lone Depot Park, Miami, Florida, and the Marlins. Tons of great food options here. Their best is what they call a salchi papa. It's Bites de la Calle, Section 8. Next time you go to a Marlins game, check it out. Big highlight, salchi papa. It's essentially sliced sausages atop French fries that are drizzled with ketchup, mustard, mayo, and chili sauce. I'm not going to lie to you. This would not be my choice whether we ate meat or not. This is a fan favorite and one of the big reasons why why Miami ranks number 11 overall in food offerings. But so many other great options I want to discuss real quick at Marlins Park. Ceviche has fresh ceviche. Where can you get fresh ceviche in a major league stadium? Only in Miami. How about pulled pork nachos from Magic City Barbecue? Cuban sandwiches. I mean, if you're in Miami, you have to, right? Empanadas from Novecento and fresh sushi rolls as well. That was my favorite at a Cubs-Marlins game opening day a few years ago when Ian Happ hit that first home run or first pitch of the year for a home run. Sushi rolls for lunch at the ballpark. Hard to beat in my mind. You don't need to pay attention to the field when you're at Marlins Park necessarily because the food offerings are so good. Top 10. Tomorrow, Ballpark Food Tour rolls on. We get to the real, real good stuff. <clears throat> the other day, I gave you my ultimate Cubs lineup, um, or the team I'd put out there if we had to win one game. Well, Cubs.com and Major League Baseball and Jordan Bastian had their picks for the ultimate Cubs roster by position based off the best single season showing for that position. Pretty cool stuff. We're going to dive into that coming up here shortly. Have you tried a Built Bar before? This holiday season, I'd like you to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better, but it's filled with tons of protein, not a lot of fat, not a lot of sugar, not a lot of net carbs. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. The flavors are incredible. Mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, double chocolate. How about peanut butter brownie? Yes, please. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Are you friends with Santa? Well, Built Bar or two in your stocking makes the perfect stocking stuffer this holiday season. They've got a special offer right now. If you go to built.com, Use promo code LOCKED15. That's built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Try Built Bar today. I promise you, you're going to enjoy it. If you like to dabble in the sports gambling scene, Bet Online has you covered with more props, better odds, and more lines than ever before as football season makes its final push to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action all season long. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive 50% off your first deposit. That's right. It's a welcome bonus specifically for you from Bet Online. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, 
to receive your deposit bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online has it all. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Ultimate Cubs roster coming up next. This is Locked On Cubs. Cubs fans, baseball fans, we welcome you back into Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Bellison. Thank you for being with us here today. Monday morning, hope you have a phenomenal week this week. Please engage with us socially at Locked On Cubs, at Chicago Cubs PA. Always great to hear from you. So I explained this a little bit a while ago, but MLB. Excuse me, Cubs.com and Major League Baseball put together their picks for the ultimate Cubs roster by position, meaning they based this off the best single season showing for that position and came up with their ultimate roster. I thought this was a really cool exercise. wanted to share this with you. Listen to some of these names and the numbers that these guys put up. Mind-blowing. How about the 1930 season for catcher Gabby Hartnett? Greatest catcher in franchise history, for sure. In 141 games in 1930, 37 homers, 31 doubles, 122 RBIs. Hall of Fame catcher slash line was like this. 339, 404, 630 from behind the plate. Hartnett went on to make six all-star teams and took home an MVP for Chicago during his time with the Cubs. But that 1930 season, whoa. Okay, if if you could bring Gabby Hartnett back, I guess you don't have to extend Wilson, but I don't think that's an option. So let's extend Wilson instead. 2005 season at first base, Derek Lee didn't get much better than this. Tons of great first basemen. I mean, recent Cubs history, obviously, Rizzo and Grace, and the list goes on. But Derek Lee in 2005 was one of the most remarkable seasons offensively and defensively ever in the history of Major League Baseball. Derek was a gold glove winner, and he powered the Cubs lineup that year. He had 335, 418 on base percentage, 662 rounded out the slash line, 1080 OPS, led the Major Leagues, 50 doubles, 46 home runs, 107 ribbies, scored 120 times, 7.7 wins above replacement, still somehow only third in the MVP voting. Insane. But Derek Lee's 05 season at first base puts him on the ultimate Cubs roster. Going back to the late 20s as we move around the diamond to second base, Rogers Hornsby. He was in his prime when he joined this Cubs team. Only a few seasons removed from winning the MVP in St. Louis. In his debut year for the Cubs in 29. All the Hall of Famer did was put up a 10.4 wins above replacement season, which is still a single season record for the franchise. Double digits war one year. This is why he was chosen over Sandberg in 84 for the ultimate Cubs roster here. He slashed 380 with a 459 on base percentage, 679 rounded out the slash line, 39 home runs from second base and 149 knocked in. Get this. This is my favorite stat of all of them that year. More walks, 87, than strikeouts, 65. Wow. Keep going around the diamond. Mr. Cub at short, kind of a no-brainer, right? He blossomed in 58 and 59. He was the first player to win back-to-back MVP awards in those two seasons. His his offensive output in both seasons was was really similar, which made the, the decision tougher as which year to pick for 
this ultimate Cubs roster. But for this, they went with 1958, um, given that it was the first of, of two MVP campaigns. He hit 313 that year, um, led the league in the National League, that is, in slugging percentage, and led the majors in total bases with 379, 47 home runs, 129 RBIs, all from the shortstop position. Absolutely incredible. Rounding out the infield, Ron Sano, 1967. Picked up a gold glove in 67, 9.8 war for the season, which included a 300 average and 395 on base percentage. Cubs legend had 31 homers that year, 98 RBIs, and scored 107 times, and nearly as many walks, 96, as strikeouts. Man, these guys didn't strike out as much back in those days. Insane numbers. Left to right in the, in the outfield for the ultimate Cubs roster. Sweet swinging Billy, 1972, which is crazy. His 14th season with the Cubs at 34 years old, led the majors in total bases with 348, hit 333, slug 606, had a 1005 OPS, 37 home runs, 34 doubles, 122 driven in, more walks, 62 than strikeouts, 59 and collected 191 hits, finished second in the MVP voting to Johnny Bench. I mean, this is insane at 34 years young. Billy Williams, 1972. Center field, Hack Wilson, 1930. I mean, this guy, he'd grown into one of the game's best hitters by 1930. He led the majors in home runs with 56 back in 1930. And as we know, set a major league record with 191 runs batted in, all from the center field position. Hack Wilson, center field, ultimate Cubs roster. On to right field, Sammy Sosa. No, not 1998 with all the home runs. How about 2001? He hit 328, 437 on base percentage. He set the Cubs' one-year record for slugging with 737 slugging percentage in 2001. Belted 64 more home runs, scored 146 times, knocked in 160, had a double-digit wins above replacement, and set franchise records for extra base hits with 103 and total bases of 425. Ultimate Cubs roster on the mound. The list is long from potential candidates who could start. The best single-season pitching performance, though, goes in this case to Fergie Jenkins, 1971 Cy Young Award winner that year. 24 wins, 30 complete games. Let me say that again. 3-0, 30 complete games. I don't know if we had 30 complete games in the whole league last year. 277 earned run average over 305 innings. Beginning the season on opening day with a 10-inning masterpiece to beat Bob Gibson and the Cardinals. Let me paint this picture for you. He had a seven to one strikeout to walk ratio that year. Seven to one. 263 strikeouts and only 37 walks in 39 starts. Are you kidding me? And the closer, again, great list to choose from here. 1977, Bruce Souter, Hall of Famer, was sensational. 134 ERA, 62 appearances, struck out 129, walked only 23, 
and yielded just 69 hits in over 107 innings pitched. Unbelievable. Logged at least three inning, three innings, nine different times, and worked multi-inning efforts 36 times during that campaign. Talk about a workhorse who doesn't walk anybody. Is that that's what you want at the back of your bullpen? Bruce Suter paints the picture. Perfectly. That's your ultimate Cubs roster. A lot of fun with that one from Cubs.com. You can check that out. Fun trip down memory lane. Thank you for being with us today. We hope you have a wonderful week, a great rest of your Monday. Please check us out. We're free wherever you find your favorite podcast, also available on YouTube. Feel free to join us there as well. Our food tour continues tomorrow. We also take a look at... uh, my Hall of Fame ballot, if I had a vote with the Baseball Writers Association of America, which I don't. But we'll have some fun with that as well. I want to hear about your Hall of Fame candidates tomorrow as well. Thanks for being with us. Locked on Cubs. We'll catch you tomorrow. See you, everybody.